Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast, brought to you by DoorDash. Round 23 teams are upon us. It's very much the home stretch. My name is Chris Kennedy. Don Brock is also here. Uh, Don Brock just getting absolutely ruined by all sorts of stuff at the moment. It's been a, uh, a torrid season. Yeah, probably the worst fantasy season I can remember in terms of uh, injuries and suspensions and the like. Um, we're almost at the finish line. And actually, these teammates this week aren't as bad as we you know, may have expected. So a little bit of good news to offset all the bad news from the last few rounds. The most popular player in fantasy was a surprise inclusion. We'll get to that in a minute, but it starts off on Thursday night with the Titans hosting the Storm. A few surprises around the Titans team. Um, AJ Brimson was injured during the week. Moaki Fotowaker, who was a bit of a point of difference option for a few people, is also not in the side. Uh, David Fafida once again named a start, but we reckon probably reverting to the bench, although maybe not because it didn't really work for them uh, as well last week as it has in weeks uh, prior. What have you got uh, for the Titans fantasy-wise? Yeah, I guess Fafita's the um, main talking point, considering he's in so many teams and had a shocker last week, 26 points. Um, it's worth remembering last Tuesday, they did name him on the bench. Remember, they named him in the 12 jersey, but as an interchange player. And this week, they have gone back to naming him in the starting side. It might mean nothing, but it might mean they've given up on the uh, super sub role and he's going to come back and play the full 80, which would be good for his fantasy scoring. He could be struggling a little anyway against Melbourne to get a massive score. So every minute counts for, for feeder. Um, otherwise, Jamal Fogarty, I don't know if you mentioned that he's back in the side ahead of Toby Sexton yeah. in the halves. Um, you know, good news, I guess, if anyone's been holding Fogarty all this time and, and bad for those who have picked up Sexton as a cheapie in the last few weeks. Um, what else? Torrent Peaches in a lot of teams. He got 40 last week in maybe half an hour, 35 minutes or something. So, mm. you know, that's about as much as you can hope for, I suppose, in his current role. Um, well, he had that long line break and he was brought down, what, inches short of the, the try line. So it was almost sort yeah. of 50-plus score, but without the line break, it was probably sub-30. So um, swings and roundabouts, I guess. Yeah, it's almost a very good score. I don't know if this reshuffle they've got with Aaron Clark and Hooker and McIntyre at lock helps Peach's chances, but, um, I mean, if you've got him now, I guess just ride with it for the last few rounds. Yeah. If you've still got him at this point, you probably um, had bigger problems to, to fix anyway. Uh, Storm team is certainly interesting. So we knew pretty much um, that uh, Dale Finucan and Jerome Hughes were going to be unlikely just with their um, their head knocks and failed HIAs uh, last week. So uh, flow on effect from that, Nico Hines goes from fullback into the halves. Ryan Pappenhausen in the starting team for the first time uh, back since his injury. Um, a few more changes around the place. Brandon Smith is out. We're not sure if he's properly injured. He looked pretty banged up uh, on the weekend, so it could just be um, you know, a well-timed uh, break for him after a pretty intense second half of the uh, of the season. What are your main talking points here? Yeah, so I guess there's maybe four or five fantasy-relevant guys in the Storm team, and they're kind of all affected by these changes. So, uh, yeah, Hughes out. Um, Brandon Smith's been scoring a lot of tries. He's out, so that's bad news if you've got them, obviously. But good news for Nico Hines, who's still relevant as a halfback. He's going to play the full 80 this week. He might do a few more, a bit more kicking, and, you know, maybe he's going to score more points. Um Really good news for Pappenhausen, who's now back in the starting side, will play the 80 you'd expect, and he's really cheap after a lot of um, small scores off the bench in the last few rounds. So, yeah, Pappenhausen, a pretty good option if you want someone cheap to free up cash, you know, if you want to make two trades this week. Uh, get Pappenhausen for 466k, I think, and then spend a lot on whatever your second trade is. 
he was an awesome scorer in the first month of the season, averaged about 80 points a game and then uh, got injured. So, yeah, a lot of potential there. Uh, and good for Harry Grant as well. Um, probably going to play 80 at hooker and he's a great scorer um, when he gets that chance. So a few interesting things. I don't know if it's all for one week and whether next week when Hughes and Brandon Smith come back, does Grant come back to the bench? Um, one of Pappenhausen and Hines will have to come back to the bench, you'd expect. So we'll wait and see what happens there. What's your tip? Have you got – do you expect Hines keep the fullback jersey? Do you think Pappenhausen's got it now for the rest of the season? Well, yeah, I was going to say it's sort of – you know, it's it makes it tough to buy any of those guys this week, just not knowing what it's gonna what's gonna happen next week. I dare say some of it probably depends on what happens uh, in this game. We're, we're all tipping the the Storm to win probably pretty handily uh, against the Titans, but Pappenhausen's still working back in terms of his fitness and his confidence. If he, you know, for, not that I think it'll happen, but if he for whatever reason looks really shaky or um, you know has a, a bad night, then potentially he does revert to that bench role um, for now, and, and Hines goes back to the the number one. Or um, yeah, if, if Pappenhausen as a blinder, then it's probably you know his spot then for the uh, the rest of the year. I dare say it wouldn't surprise me at all if we go back to a situation with Brandon starting and Harry Grant doing that that bench role because they've just been working so well together yeah. over the um, the past few weeks. Um, didn't mention any of that, but um, Justin Ollum's actually in a few teams and he's also um, out this week. So uh, mm. more centre problems in a dire season for centres for anyone who's running with Ollum as one of their two centres uh, in their squad. Um, Friday, 6pm game, the Raiders up against the Seagulls. Um, a few little talking points around the Raiders. Um, we thought Jared Croke was going to be back. That's not the case. Charles Dickel Cookstar is back. We thought he was gone for the season. He's um, he's coming back via the, uh, the bench from that neck injury. So so great to see him just back out on the field. Uh, Tom Starling, um, a broken jaw, although he probably shouldn't be any fantasy teams at this point, just given the, the question marks over his minutes of late. Um, probably moves Josh Hodgson back into an 80-minute hooker role. Um, Jordan Ruppiner, we thought, might get bumped from the, the fullback role for uh, Bailey Simonson's return. That didn't look like it's going to be the case for the uh, the rest of the season. So it makes him probably one of the few really fantasy-relevant guys um, Corey had a weirder night. It was already a sell just due to losing uh, minutes, but he's now gone for the uh, the fantasy season anyway after that uh, suspension for the hit that put Jerome Hughes out this week. So a lot of changes, but in terms of um, blokes that are going to be in or out of your fantasy team, what do you got? Yeah, I think I think basically nothing apart from um, uh, CHN, as you say, you know, a sell already and, and definitely now I don't think there's any real buys there CNK Charms is back and he's probably going to be in the starting team pretty soon um, not this week just yet which will affect Rappina you would, you would expect but um, yeah at this stage I think don't buy any new Raiders really I mean they had a good game last week um, could be tougher against Manly so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few lower scores this round Hudson maybe probably an 80 minute edge role yeah, for the rest sure. of the year with with CHN Audi scored you got 69 or something pretty handy um on the weekends so no, that's a good point yeah, like the his problem's been job security which is now not a problem so if you are you know if you're stuck with a Crichton or a CHN or one of these guys that you do need to change for the uh, the run home it could be an option yeah there's a few of these guys who have kind of um, come through at the end, um, Young, uh, Josh Curran at the Warriors, Josh Jackson at the Bulldogs, who have all scored really well in the last few weeks, available in those forward positions. So, yeah, he's up there, you know, in that group. 
Manly side. So Tommy Turbo uh, has been named. We sort of went from um, cop to knock and we'll probably miss a week due to swelling to potentially a broken jaw and missing a few weeks back to it's just a knock, but we'll miss a week or two back to it was a minor knock and won't miss any games. He's now been named in the starting side and wants to play. You'd have to think there's at least a chance that if the swelling is bad or Des decides not to risk him, that he may be a laid out. But at this point, it looks like he's going to play. Yeah, so um, some quotes from their physio, Manly's physio, uh, on Tuesday suggest it's not a there's no real medical medical concern now with the injury. It's mostly a pain tolerance thing. So, you know, I guess if they don't think he's going to do more damage, they could, you know, happily play him. If he's going to be uncomfortable, they don't really need, as you say, to risk him. <clears throat> they look pretty good for, um, you know, top four spot at, at this stage. Uh, if they win their last few, um, this is a game they'll be really favoured to win. If Turbo plays, if he doesn't play, you know, they're no guarantee. So they still have a bit to play with. It's not like Melbourne who can probably afford to rest guys, as we've just seen. They still have a bit to play for. So at this point, I'm optimistic that he does play. I mean, he's not named in the reserves. They're named to start. Um, but again, a bit like Cleary last week, Nathan Cleary, um, at least he plays in the 6 p.m. Friday game. So we should know Thursday night, um, you know, he, he might, if he's definitely ruled out, he won't be in the 19-man squad at 6 p.m. Thursday, so we can make our decisions after that. Um, at the very least, we'll know <clears throat> 5 o'clock uh, Friday afternoon whether to start him or not. So, um, yeah, and I guess the other thing is, if he doesn't play this week, I guess he's going to come back soon. There was talk of you know, missing weeks and weeks, which would be a definite trade. So, yeah, I think one to hold if you can, you know, if you're in a head-to-head league and, I think you can win this week while holding him. He'll still be obviously very valuable in the last few rounds. Mm. The other thing you mentioned there in terms of that fight for the top four spot, they're in a real dogfight with the Roosters for that fourth spot and they can't yeah. afford to drop this one against a Canberra team who are you know, on the cusp of that eight and, and are going to be giving it their all. So a uh, pretty important game for the Sea Eagles if they want to fight for that top four spot and uh, second bite of the uh, the cherry. Elsewhere in the team, um, I mean, obviously there were some huge scores there just given how um, they trampled over the Eels last week. Ruben Garrick, I've said this before, but if you for some reason jumped on him in round five or six, you're absolutely laughing. Um, hundred six points I think he finished up with he's now got the most um, individual points for Manly in a se- uh, season beating Matt Ridge's score from the, the mid 90s so just been an absolute revelation this year. Yeah quite a lot of uh, point scoring records broken across the league this year but Garrick yeah averaging 50 just under 54 points a game in fantasy you know which is fantastic for a winger kind of unheard of um, especially for you know, in the past, there's been a few of those guys who would do that, but they'd be the real tackle-breaking, you know, Mike Acevo type, so he's at their very best, that kind of player. But, um, yeah, Garrick's been amazing. We've never recommended buying him all season, and uh, but he's just been a complete gun. And Would you recommend buying him now? He's now 721K. If you've got one or two trades left and you want to get a winger, would you do it? Well, I mean, yeah, if you think Manny's going to keep smashing teams he's um was he 28 individual points last week hat trick and bunch of goals yeah. so um certainly be a, a left field option that could swing a few head-to-heads um otherwise dce was good again um on the weekend josh schuster sort of missed out of the um on, on the sort of mm. point scoring bonanza against the eels but has been good um for for most of the year yeah he's been a little quiet the last month or so um still decent scores but more 40s on the weekend, um, hasn't scored more than 50 for a while, but um, yeah, I think still worth keeping away on your bench maybe and 
capable of you know 50 or 60 on his day. He's a good attacking player as well, so he could get across the line or lay on a try or something. So I think a good score's around the corner for Shuzo. For sure. Now, the second Friday game, the one we're all looking forward to, the Panthers up against the Rabbitohs, uh, 8.05 p.m. at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, should be a blockbuster. Um, few changes for the Panthers. They get Appy Coruscant and Kurt Capel back from suspension. James Fisher-Harris is a chance. He got out of quarantine this week. He's been listed in the reserves, but could come into the uh, the 17 by game day if they're happy he's fit uh, to be the Pango Jr. Also a chance um, after being named in the reserves. Probably fantasy-wise, the, um, the good news was Nathan Cleary got through unscathed last week, didn't get much of an early mark, although he was taken off a few minutes before full-time with the job done. Um, got a score in the mid-70s, which is, by his standards, not great, but um, obviously, you know, blew the uh, the cobwebs out. He was still, you know, busy. He did what he's been doing most of the year, which is just very, very steadily rack up those sort of kick metres and, you know, not missing any tackles and base stats were good. And then, um, you know, it's I know Souths are a tough team and he's not going to necessarily, you know, have an attacking blitz, but we've seen all year it sort of doesn't really matter for uh, for Cleary. Yeah, so Cleary, um, he kind of, it was kind of the perfect score for everybody, that, that one. So 74 is good enough, then better than most of the captains he option it meant he dropped a fair bit of value and um, is more affordable this week but yeah I think definite front line, you know front of the queue in the uh, captaincy decision decision this week so I think if you've got him make him captain keep it simple like you did the first half of the season before he got injured yeah, well, I think that sort of mid-70s score is pretty much worst-case scenario for Cleary at the moment. Um, so he's sort of only going to go up from there. It seems ridiculous to say, but every chance that he gets, you know, mid-80s or early 90s still without even necessarily doing a whole lot. And then obviously the ceiling is absolutely monstrous if he gets some uh, some tries or some attacking stats. Uh, South's team, Dane Gagai, comes back in uh, after being a laid-out um Otherwise, uh, Campbell Graham also uh, back was in uh, a few teams, a bit of a point of difference earlier in the year. Alex Johnson also back from a hamstring strain. Fantasy-wise, um, Latrell Mitchell um, it really hit his straps the last couple of weeks after going a bit quiet post that suspension and, and through origin and, uh, and Cody Walker just in superlative form. Yeah, they were both fantastic. Uh, Latrell, 82, Cody Walker, 88. Sorry, Latrell, 92 last week. So um, they were terrific. They're going to get a few more big wins this year, I'm sure, but um, probably not going to be one this week against Penrith. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, no no big emergencies or anything, but don't be stunned if Latrell gets closer to, you know, 40 or 50 rather than 90. Um, Cameron Murray was a bit quiet, I think, last week and um, should live. He's had his first non-try score for a while, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he could lift if he just gets through, you know, a bunch of tackles in the middle against Penrith. Um, but yeah, we kind of know who all the fantasy guns are in that South team and nothing's really changed this week, I would expect. Probably the good thing for Latrell is that he is a, a big game player. He had a monster score in round one against the Storm, even though South lost. And um, we saw what he did in Origin as well. So just because it's Penrith doesn't mean that he can't uh, do something pretty special. Saturday footy kicks off with the West Tigers and the Sharks. Uh, two teams that are still in the hunt for that uh, last spot or two in the top eight, but probably a red line going through the uh, the loser of this one. Uh, Tigers team, probably not a heap going on fantasy-wise. Uh, Little is out. He was obviously in a lot of teams at the start of the year. He's uh, Suspended. Um, Tom McKayley also out suspended. Uh, James Roberts back via the interchange, which is a little bit uh, unusual. Fantasy wise, what are your main talking points? 
Yeah, I think in terms of buyers, it's the same guys we've been talking about for a few weeks or maybe months. Uh, Adam Dewey, 85 last week, has just been sensational uh, at 5.8 since he went back into the halves. And Sean Bloor has been really good, um, was base price a few weeks ago. 51 last week has had a few 40s and 50s, um, doing a job as a handy bench player in, in fantasy. So um, they're the only real buyers. James Roberts on the bench is not going to add much. He doesn't score that much when he starts. Um, if he's in some teams now, it's probably going to be as a loophole player, so they probably don't want to see him in the team at all. But, um, yeah, I think everyone is probably just about an avoid apart from Dewey and Bloor. Yeah, Dewey. Uh, Brooks has been, been all right. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's teams that have been carrying Brooks uh, all year and he's sort of exceeded expectations without doing anything too spectacular. He um, hasn't got too many bad scores and got a few uh, really good ones along the way. Uh, Sharks team, uh, obviously, uh, poor Andrew Fafida is out. Our uh, thoughts with him as he uh, has undergone surgery on a, a larynx uh, issue. So um, our, our best wishes to uh, to Andrew. Um Mulatalo has been named. He had a, a head knock. Uh, Moeni Harodi is back in the side, so a few tweaks around the um, the four pack. I think Aiden Tolman is out suspended. Um, fantasy wise, probably not a whole lot here. Brayden Trindle's been pretty good as a, a cheap half through um, the the last little bit since uh, he got the the starting spot. And, and Jesse Ramian's in quite a few teams as a centre. Does that sort of pretty much cover it? That is it. Trindle sixty points last week. Ramian fifty nine, and and they're the only two buyers I think in that team. Um, yeah, as you say, Trindle was nice and cheap a few weeks ago. His price is edging up now with these good scores, but um, yeah, no one else knew in that team. I don't think. Pretty much covers that one. The uh, second Saturday game, the Bulldogs up against the uh, the Knights. Um, Dogs have uh, they've named Jake Avarillo, who we uh, Trent. Barrett said at the end of the game last week he thought had broken his hand, so I assume that is not broken, um, which will be a relief to a few fantasy coaches. Corey Allen comes in after being laid out with uh, illness. Kyle Flanagan back in the halves in place of Bailey Biondiotto, who drops to the bench. Uh, Luke Thompson back from suspension um, is a big in for the pack. Uh, Fantasy-wise, what do you got? Um, Josh Jackson's been really good um, for quite a while now, actually. He had... A few pretty good scores and then has been edging up. He got 81 last week. Um, his base stats have been fantastic, so it's pretty much all in tackles and run meters. Had a few busts as well last week and very few demerits. So um, really handy uh, middle slash edge option. He's now in the 700s, I think. So not the value buy he used to be, but um, a really good keeper option as well. I think um, that's just about it. Um, Avrilo, yeah, good news that he's staying there. He might lose some kick meters again with Flanagan back, but um, not much else new. Luke Thompson, I mean, he certainly helps the team in general, so I guess that has a flow-on effect for, you know, if you've got an Avrilo or Shup, um, these kind of attacking players, you know, they're going to be more likely to get their chances, I suppose, when the team's stronger, which is the case when Luke Thompson's playing. Yep, Aaron Shop uh, was probably his best score of the season. It was 50 plus, I think, last week. Not that I'd encourage yep. buying him, but anyone who jumped on him as a cheapie earlier, it's uh, probably good news for them. Knights team uh, lost Daniel Saifidi, which is a huge blow. Will be out uh, until at least the finals, so they'll need to uh, to make the finals to get him back. Um, could be good news for a few other forwards. Tyson Frizzell is out. I obviously bought him last week because I lost Corey Hadawit Oneida um, on the Thursday night. So my apologies to Tyson. I've mocked another player this year. It seems to be a little bit of a trend. Uh, Brody Jones starts for him. Yes. Um, 
so fantasy wise, again, nothing hugely new. So Clemmer gets back in the starting side for Frizzell. He's been a decent scorer in the past. The popular guys uh, all got 50s, really. Watson, 51. Braley, 54. Mitch Barnett, 66, has been scoring really well since um, he moved back to the edge. Um, Ponga and Best both got scores in the high 40s. Um, didn't get a massive win that uh, Knights fans would have hoped for last week, but again, a good chance against the team coming last to you know rack up a few attacking stats. So this could be the week where someone like Brabham Best goes off and, and gets a few tries. Pretty much covers it for the uh, the Knights team, I think. Uh, third Saturday game, intriguing one here. The Eels and the Cowboys uh, on the Gold Coast. Eels in a, a real hole, but desperate for a hit back against one of the lower-ranked teams. Um, they've lost Ryan Madison for the rest of the regular season for that uh, high tackle on Brad Parker uh, last week. Um, few tweaks around there. Opacek and uh, Oldfield both uh, dropped from the back line. Will Penasini, the young gun, in along with uh, Hayes Dunster. Um Martin Yukore into the starting side, Oregon Kafusi back uh, from injury as well. So a bit of a new look Eels team, but fantasy-wise, uh, many players here you really want? Well, I mean, they were all pretty bad fantasy-wise, and I guess NRL-wise last week. But as you say, this week against the Cowboys, who are struggling a fair bit, I think most of them should improve. Mitch Moses, 31, he could get a big score here. It could be the last chance for these guys, um, like Moses and Gutherson, to get a big score. They've got two very tough games. I think it's Penrith and Melbourne coming up to finish the season for the Eels. So that's going to be tough for their attacking players, but uh, this week could be a big one. Um, Papali'i 46, which may have been their best score last week, but still a bit under was, what he's yeah. used to getting. Um, he's playing in the middle in the front row. I don't know if that really affects his scoring too much. It's more of a case of, you know, they were behind their own goal line a lot and didn't get the chance to do much. Um, so I think he should improve as well. Uh, yeah, so I think basically yeah. hold fire for pretty much all these guys. Um, Jerry Lassick didn't play huge minutes either. I think you picked him up uh, last week. Uh, 33 points in 54 minutes. Not terrible, but you'd hope for a bit, bit of improvement. Yeah, I was uh, contemplating buying him until I had other problems uh, elsewhere to, to sort out, but I was expecting him to play more minutes. Maybe just the um, the size of the defeat and the fact that he didn't have the ball might have uh, changed the interchanges around yeah. um, a little bit. But yeah, Mitch Moses has been pretty good, even through the Eels being bad. I think he had a decent score against Souths from memory, so um, obviously real tough for any of their uh, attacking players against Manly, but you'd expect uh, him in particular to bounce back this week. Uh, Cowboys team, um, I mean, we've sort of said it all year, but not a great deal of uh, appeal for uh, fantasy coaches in this lineup. Have you got anyone you really want? Well, I mean, Tamalolo is already in some teams and he's named 8th man this week. Um, he apparently had a broken hand missed last week and um, we would have thought would have been out for a few rounds, but is a chance. Again, I think it's a pain management thing, so he might get a, a run. Not that his scoring has been fantastic uh, anyway. He did play on an edge last round, so or the last time he did play, so he might go back to to that role, which hasn't suited him great in the past. But uh, who knows? Otherwise, Reese Robson's been a good scorer in the past. Got 57 last week, playing the full 80 uh, in the last few rounds. Still don't know if he's quite up there with the the gun hookers, and gun hookers aren't, you know, the best scorers in fantasy more anymore anyway. So maybe a left field one, but but in general, I think probably avoid the Cowboys. Uh, for the rest of this 
Pretty good advice, I think. The Dragons and the Roosters kick off Sunday footy from Toowoomba. Um, Dragons can't cop a break. Uh, Andrew McCulloch now set to miss the uh, the rest of the season. He was uh, in plenty of fantasy teams. Uh, a few tweaks around the forward pack. Um, yeah, DeBellin goes to prop. Josh McGuire is... Um, Name to start at hooker, which he's obviously played there a little bit in the past in Pacific tests and such forth. But um, whether he's going to be there the uh, the whole game, they do have Jaden Sullivan on the bench, uh, I guess, to cover the uh, the playmaking spots. Um, yeah, a few other tweaks around the uh, the forward pack. Uh, Matt Dufty makes his return at fullback, which means Jack Bird goes back to the centres. Um, so yeah, a few tweaks around the place. What are your main takeouts for uh, fantasy coaches? They, they change their team a lot, don't they, the Dragons this year? Sure do. The some of it's forced um, and some of it's just strange. Yeah. Yeah, a bit strange. But um, really, I think Jack Bird's the one obvious keeper, um, regardless of where he's playing, really. Back in the centres, which is a bit disappointing. His scoring potential is a bit higher at fullback, but he can score quite well in the centres anyway. So um, not the end of the world and... Um, is there anything else really? DeBellin had a really good score a couple of weeks ago, but uh, got mid 40s, 47 this weekend mm. um, in 80 minutes as well. So not a great return for anyone who's gambled on him. So yeah, I think Bird's still the standout. He at least is going to keep his spot somewhere in that team. It seems every week when half the other te- half the rest of the team is chopped in and out. Yeah, keen to have a look at how um, Junior Amone goes starting at 5'8". Not that mm. I'd necessarily be buying him in fantasy, but I uh, look very lively at the end of the game last week, scoring one try and setting up uh, another one. Uh, Roosters team, they get Jared Warrior Hargreaves back after he rested some bumps and bruises um, last week. Obviously had plenty of bad luck with uh, injury and even suspension of late Victor Radley um, joining Angus Crichton in the um, the naughty corner this week. Um, what do you got fantasy-wise? Um, so what do we have? Tedesco's in everyone's team, you would expect at this stage. 78 points was great. Um, Sam Verrills uh, is in my squad. He was in a lot of uh, squads. Uh, he was just so cheap when he got into that starting uh, hooker role. His scoring has not been good. Last week he got 47, which I think is his best score this year. Um, I haven't played him on the bench yet. Would you consider playing Verrills? I guess injuries pretty much dictate whether you've got more than 17 players. But if you do have more than 17, is he top 17 worthy now? Mm. Well, without delving back into my season sob story, I'll be playing Verils this week, whether I like it or not. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. It's a, like he's got back-to-back 40-plus scores. Three of his last four are over yeah. 40, so his minutes have sort of um, one of those was uh, minutes inflated by injuries elsewhere in the team. But his minutes have certainly got a little bit better, and he's he's pretty much scores exclusively through um, through tackles. Though he has got a try assist the past two games, um, which is reasonably good. Um, signs for him and could be a few more tries on offer around the ruck against a um, you know a struggling Dragons team so um, long-winded answer to a simple question uh, yes but only if you really need to yeah fair enough um, I think it's basically Jerry Martin got 40 a bit under what he was doing recently but still very handy score for a centre Yep, absolutely. Uh, final game of the round, the Broncos up against the uh, the Warriors, who uh, Warriors still in with a little bit of a shout for those last spots of their bottom eight after a, a few straight straight wins in a row. Broncos, a little bit unlucky not to get the uh, result against the Roosters, who obviously beat earlier in the year and then um, went down to a late penalty goal last week. Fantasy-wise, I mean, there's changes around there. Albert Kelly, who's in a few teams, has been named despite copying that knee knock. Tyson Gamble, though, uh, also in quite a few teams as a uh, early season cash cow, has taken the... Uh, suspension um, are probably the um, the main ones to note. Yeah, so 
yeah, Gamble's a sell. He's out for two weeks, but um, good time to jump off board. He's made a lot of money. Um, in terms of buyers, it's pretty much Payne Haas. I think if you haven't already, he should be in, again, pretty much everyone's team. Uh, good captaincy option. Uh, he should score pretty well. Anthony Milford's back again. How many times has he been back in this team? Four, maybe this season. Um, but, yeah, pretty much Haas, and I think I'd steer clear of everyone else at this stage. Yeah, Haas probably a um, still a pretty good captaincy option for any non-Cleary and non-Turbo owners or even potentially Turbo owners if you're concerned about his uh, yep. his head knock. Uh, Warriors team, uh, like I said, winners last week. They've uh, been pretty tough the last uh, few weeks, which is uh, good for their fans. Uh, Edward Cozzi, who was uh, good, uh, drops out because Dalmatani Zalesniak uh, makes his return. Um, Jermaine Tanoa Brown into the, uh, the starting side. Um, Fantasy-wise, it's probably about their back rowers more than anything. Josh Curran and uh, and Ewan Aitken. Absolutely. So they were both great last week. Curran, 97 points. He had three line breaks um, to add to his usual toll of, you know, 40-odd tackles, a lot of run meters, a few busts and some offloads. So Curran's in great form. He's one of the better options to pick uh, in the forwards at the moment, I would say. Um, And Ewan Aitken, uh, I think three straight scores in the mid-60s. No try for him last week, and he still got 66, um, which was basically, I think, four tackle breaks and then uh, a good number of tackles and a lot of run meters. So, yeah, really encouraging for those guys, not just now but for next season. Uh, Curran's been kind of in and out in the starting side, so he might be a bit underpriced. And Aitken, if he can keep a starting spot in the second row, is going to be an absolute gun next year, um, you know, available in the centres. So a couple of players to keep an eye on either this week or, you know, going forward. Um, the other one, Reese Walsh, was a bit quiet last week, 39 points, but uh, up against the team that he left at the start of the season, Brisbane, who have been struggling, so Walsh could have a big game perhaps to finish up this round. Yes, uh, I mean, probably a concern that he's had some middling scores even with tries. So 39 with the tries, uh, he's tailed off a little bit. He was a real whirlwind when he came into the uh, the side and got that starting spot. But it's you know it's a long season for a, uh, a teenager, so um, probably no surprise there's a few quiet scores uh, in and around there as well. That is all eight teams. Before we dive into the Twitter questions, it's time for our DoorDash Dasher of the Week. How'd you go last week and who have you got this week? Um. This week, who did I have last week? Did I have Aitken? No, I went Joey Lussick last week, and he was pretty quiet, 33 points, so not my best pick. But um, this week, I'm going to go with uh, David Clemmer, who's in maybe 1.5% of teams, uh, not many. He's been a decent scorer in the past. Um, back in the starting side with Daniel Saifidi out for the rest of the season. Uh, it should mean his minutes go back up. He averages close to 50, I think, as a starting uh, prop when playing decent minutes. So um, could get some very decent scores and a chance of a- attacking stats this week against the Bulldogs. So Clemmer is my pick. How about you? I went for Ryan James last week into the starting side for the uh, the Bulldogs. His lone team went okay with 45. wasn't as explosive as what he's capable of, but wasn't a, a total fail. I will go. I'll have a little crack at uh, Sam McIntyre this week with um, you know a bit Ooh. of a reshuffle Titans forward pack starting at lock. No Mo Fodawaker, so he might play the first 20 minutes and go off and not be seen again and I'll feel silly, or he might um, you know have a sort of game that we know he's capable of and, uh, and get a good score. So he's my dasher of the week. Um, let's get into some Twitter questions. Obviously a few people with uh, some trades left because there were a few coming in via the old tweet machine. Um, uh, starting with 
the NRL memes, who is down to his last trade and sitting in the top 200. I should be asking you for advice. Uh, looking at either Ryan Madison to Harry Grant or Madison to uh, Josh Curran, which would leave uh, Connor Watson as his hooker. Um, as much as I like Harry Grant as a fantasy player when he's playing the full 80, I think the second option is the better one. So Curran looks safe as a second rower. He's scoring really well. Uh, and Connor Watson's scoring quite well as as well at the moment. Um, Grant, I would expect, as you mentioned, uh, in the Melbourne section, probably goes back to the bench when Brandon Smith comes back next week and who knows what game time he gets after that. So, yeah, that's where I think um, – probably Madison to Curran and play Watson at hooker. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I think uh, Watson this week, especially like Fitzgibbon's out for the rest of the regular season, if not the whole season. Um, Daniel Saifidi's out this week. Uh, Tyson Frizzell's out this week. So, um, yeah, there's some weaknesses in that, uh, you know, some absences in that pack. So I think I can see Watson getting pretty good minutes, which will be better if he has to obviously cover uh, other roles, which he sometimes has to do, which can also dent his scoring. But the point being, I think Watson's probably getting a pretty safe scorer for the rest of the year. So if you've got him, you probably want him in your 17. If he's in your 17, then you might as well make him the starting hooker because what difference does it make? So, um, yeah, I think a, uh, yep. an informed Josh Curran and using uh, Connor Watson at hooker is the way I would go, given Harry Grant's potential uh, drop in minutes uh, next week when troops return for the storm um nathaniel moore writes in has a huge uh wad of cash in the bank um after selling mccullough and chn needs two scorers should i go for dce and Bloor, or i can go for two players around the 600 mark for example ponga and twal hmm um tough to split it i mean dce is probably more reliable than ponga but uh, Ponga has the potential to go, they both do, to go large. And Ponga, at least this week, is up against a, a Bulldogs team that has conceded a lot of points. So maybe, and 12's safer than Bloor. I don't know. Can you split those guys? I've got Bloor yeah, on my team. That's a tough one. I mean, value. The, the Knights have a relatively gentle draw on paper, but that hasn't necessarily mm. helped Ponga in the second half of the year. He's yeah. had some games where he thought he might see him light up against um, you know, weaker defensive teams and he's sort of you know, bided his time and maybe done one really good thing and then been quiet for the uh, the rest of it whereas DCE, even his bad scores are usually around 50 and then obviously his ceiling's absolutely uh, huge and then yeah. more still cheap and, and getting probably you know, mid 40s to, to mid 50s most weeks. I'd probably lean to that. Twile, I don't know how much I trust Michael Maguire with his middle rotation to, you know, some weeks Twile will play 80 at lock and then the next week he's on the bench and plays 35 at prop off the bench. So, yeah, um, yeah probably the first of those two options for me. Um, yep, agree. Uh, Johnny Leary is back. Quick question because it's late. Don't worry about that. Uh, Crichton and McCulloch out for Curran and Luttrell. Do we like that one? That looks pretty good. Yeah, Curran's in great form. The yeah, trail those guys are obvious cells, and um, I don't mind either yeah. of those two as a buy. Curran, obviously, uh, man in form, and uh, Latrell, as we said, could uh, be prime for a, a big finish to the season. Uh, Jackson writes in, he's made a prelim in his head-to-head two trades to go, sitting on uh, Crichton and Marnie, who are obviously sells, thinking about Cleary with a cheapie, because um, he has to replace Hughes this week, or hold off a week and go uh, one trade a week with Damian Cook this week and Cam Murray next week. I think um, if you can buy Cleary, buy Cleary. Make yeah. it simple, making me captain. Um 
yeah, I think that's I think that's fine. There's a few decent cheapies around, so I think the Cleary plan is depends always a pretty cheapy. But it depends what cheapies you can afford. But I think definitely yeah. get Cleary, and then it could be a Sean Bloor, it could be a Joey Lussick, or um, yeah, it depends who you've got and, and how much money you've got. But there's uh, yeah, there are some cheap scoring options out there at the moment. So definitely get Cleary and, and make him captain, like you said. Um, Jarwell made the cutoff one trade left looking to trade out Jerome Hughes thinking Munster or Harry Grant is there anyone else to consider uh, look, I think that really depends on your situation so um, I mean if you, ha- you know, if you have to if you're short of 17 or something then obviously trade uh, Hughes this week um the problem is next week, if Hughes comes back and then Grant goes back to the bench, I don't know if that's necessarily an upgrade uh, and you've got no trades left. Um, Hughes to Munster, that's fine. Um, yeah, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I mean, try not to sell Hughes if you can help it. I, you know, if you're in yeah. a, a prelim, you've got to pull out all stops to make sure you uh, you get the win and you've got you know two gun halves there for a, a must-win prelim but yeah like you say selling Hughes for a Harry Grant if Hughes comes back next week and Harry Grant goes back to the bench and you make your grand final you've suddenly got a, a fresh problem to deal with yeah and Hughes to Munster you know long term fine I guess you're not going to make uh, not going to change things too much for you but you've lost your last trade so yeah if you think you might be able to get away with a head to head win while holding Hughes then I think do it but um, you know, if you have to sell then you have to sell there was one question from Danny TC who's looking at Ryan Pappenhausen. Is he worth a look um, over a $700,000-ish gun? Yeah, I don't know about over a $700,000 gun because there is that risk that he does go back to the bench next week. But um, I'm strongly considering him this week because he's so cheap, um, which you know it means it frees up cash for a second trade if you do have two trades left and need to make two trades. So... I like it. I think, I think there's probably more likely than not that he keeps the fullback spot from here on out. But I think mm. I'm more confident about that than you are. So um, who knows? But the the upside is really high if he can get back to what he was scoring at the start of the year or something close to that. He's he's a you know, great value right now. So um, yeah, not the most reliable option. If there is a seven hundred thousand dollar player who is rock solid and in good form, he's probably a safer option than Pappenhausen at this stage. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think Pappenhausen probably does keep that spot from here. I think he just needs to have a, a decent game to, to keep the spot. He was obviously easily the first choice number one to start the season and was playing fantastic footy as well as Nico Hines has done. And the fact that Hughes is out this week and Hines has moved, it now means you'd have to drop Ryan Pappenhausen from fullback to put Nico Hines back there. So it's sort of an excuse for Bellamy to, to put the number one yep. guy back in the number one. So, um, yeah, I think probably more likely than not that he stays there. I just I don't feel like it's 100% guaranteed, especially if he has a, a shaky sort of game. Yep. That is all the uh, the Twitter questions. So thanks again to everyone for writing in and for listening. And thanks again to our sponsors, DoorDash. Hope you're doing better in your leagues than I am doing in mine. Um, we'll be back this time next week to talk through round 24 teams. So we'll see you then. Mm-hmm.